we've joked before that we get married, we're going to send a, a thank you card to the Westboro Baptist. <laughs> the only thing that I dream of is for you to be dreaming of me. And the only thing that I long for is for you to long obsessively. Doesn't everybody want to be adored sometimes? That's all we're looking for, even though I know there's so much more to love. You're listening to The One, and I'm Robin Wilson. The One is a podcast that showcases everyday people and the love stories that make them unique. If you'd like to share your love story with me, please email me at lovestorypodcast at gmail.com. I can't wait to hear from you. My guests today on The One are Janelle and TJ, who show us that when two souls connect with each other, the most complex changes become the simplest decisions. All right, Janelle, so we'll start with you. Tell me three things that you love about TJ. Oh my goodness. Um, TJ's heart and how beautifully brilliant you are and your sense of humor. Because you're really funny and really awkward, which makes it even more funny. (laughs) Yeah, but TJ has the kindest heart of anyone I've ever met. And that was one of the very first things that I was drawn to TJ was when we were friends, just how gentle and kind you are. TJ, three things about Janelle. I'd probably say very similar things because I love Janelle's heart and the way you just make people feel comfortable and are caring towards people and animals. And... I like the way your brain works. I like your what you call your nerdiness with your crossword puzzles and your research. And I just love you as a partner. You're very supportive and that's like you as a person. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> so TJ, tell me how you guys met. So we were kind of friends through the um, social media and. Um, you should just say the social media. The, so- <laughs> the social medias. Sorry. Yeah, and we just, when we hung out, we really connected. And then uh, later on, we kind of d- developed into a, a good partnership. You're you're missing, like, the coolest, how we first hung out, what we were doing. You jump in. <laughs> okay, so I'll give you my version on how we met. <laughs> All right. So we met, yeah, we met online, like just through Twitter and Facebook and um, working in very similar industries. And it was five years ago and the Westboro Baptist Church was going to come to Edmonton to protest a play in honor of Matthew Shepard. And it was a anniversary of Matthew Shepard's death. And so Westboro Baptist Church was like, oh, we hate everything. Awesome. And people in Edmonton are like, fuck that. Like you, you can't do that. So we went to a counter protest. And the very first time like we met in real life was um, to go together at a Westboro Baptist Church protest. And they actually, because we have hate speech laws, they couldn't even come here anyway. So it was just like this really great energy down on White Avenue. McIntyre Park so that was the first time we hung out and just had this really great spark of a really it it sounds really corny but like a friend that I've been missing like it just really connected really really quick and and we're just hanging out um and having coffee and talking about like Westboro Baptist Church and stuff like that and and you were just I forgot how it came up but you were like yeah I'm gay and I'm like yeah I know like (laughs) 
<laughs> duh. Like, I'm so, and little did I know that I was the first person that you said that to first time meeting. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, I'm sorry. I just kind of brushed it off. And <laughs> you know, that was good. <laughs> nervous and you didn't make any big deal and i was like oh okay let's just keep talking yeah so there was an instant connection yeah yeah for sure we've joked before that we get married we're gonna send a a thank you card to the westboro baptist (laughs) oh that'll be fun (laughs) actually a a buddy of mine um kyle the um, google photographer in edmonton Mm -hmm. he was actually there so he actually got a photo of us there yeah it's like we're both like really awkward but it was i think we both just don't like any of our pictures taken but it's one of those mementos i think we'll like print off the picture and send it and say thanks because (laughs) although you are so angry and hate so many things people come together and find like humanity in the midst of hatred that's excellent so janelle what was your first impression tj (laughs) how adorably awkward t was I think um, when I picked TJ up the first time, yeah, we were going to the protest. I picked TJ up and I'm a huge Tom Waits fan. And the first thing I noticed, like, you have, like, giant brown eyes. And I was just like, oh, you have big brown eyes. Whatever. <laughs> and and you're like, hey, this is Tom Waits big time. And I'm like, yeah, it is. We're friends. Like, you just instantly <laughs> recognized Tom Waits and the album I was listening to. So I was like, yeah, we're, we're friends. So the connection was there right away. Mm-hmm. Was there an instant attraction as well? I think for me anyways, though, it's just like this, like when you meet somebody and they, they speak to your soul, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, not like you not being in my life is not an option. And I felt that very soon on after I met you. And so it was a while before sort of you had your first date. Like, did you hang out for a while? And then it was a while because we weren't, because you were. Yeah, I was going through a separation at the time and. Actually, my my former husband and I, um, he was probably one of my biggest supporters of our relationship, even though our separation, it wasn't messy by any means. But I mean, it's, you're raw, and he was really positive and really supportive of us. So we'd known each other close to a year when we went on our first date. Yeah, I guess it would be sad. But whenever I saw you at events and stuff, I was just excited, even just to have you as a friend. Mm a connection that way mm-hmm. so I just enjoy talking with you it's really hard for me to feel comfortable around people I'm very introverted and it was very easy to talk to Janelle which is rare for me to like be able to just talk openly usually I don't know I'm better now but I think I was gonna so. say, this must be a big step then to <laughs> <laughs> when we first met you were in a different, very different place in your life too. You just weren't comfortable in a lot of situations, whereas now you're really living your true self. And it's been really great watching your journey, even before coming out as trans, just feeling confident in yourself. Yeah, you were really shy and bashful though. <laughs> and blushed a lot. <laughs> so when the first date happened, who made the first move? I think I did. Yeah, I think probably you did. Yeah. But first, like, dinner date, though. I think I... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you organized it. Yeah. Yeah. So, TJ, tell me about your first date. Yeah, I looked around a long time to try and find a restaurant that seemed like it would have good vegetarian food that was nice and asked Janelle out. Yeah, I think it was felt like a very romantic date to me more so than any that I had had in the past. It was just different and yeah, I was so excited about it and it just felt really right. 
So did you, was there a noticeable shift? Like you said that it just felt romantic. I think at the time it, we actually went out, we were already in love with each other. It was, it was, we could just be like fully open about our feelings for each other. And I don't feel like we ever dated as much as we're just together. Mm-hmm. Like there was no second thought in my mind, like this is the person that I'm supposed to be with. And I couldn't, couldn't have been, nor could I be now more happy and just I guess, like, I used to roll my eyes a bit when people say they married their best friend. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's, I'm so cynical. <laughs> and um, I get it now. I get it. I've never been so unabashedly myself around someone. But with you, I can be completely vulnerable, even if I know I'm going to be really silly. I just really love life with you. Yeah, me too. So tell me about your first kiss. We were um, working on a project together, and so we were hanging out, and I just had to, like, stop the conversation because there was some tension regarding, like, attraction between us, and I think this was actually probably that moment where, like, we actually addressed it. Other people could see what was being felt between us, and I think I just finally addressed it, and you got all stuttery, and I started crying, and then I grabbed you and I kissed you. It was a very perfect kiss. You know where everything matches up? Because sometimes you have those kisses with people and you're like, uh, no, this isn't working. Are <laughs> <laughs> you like, yeah, we're going to have to... Uh, the first kiss with Janelle just felt perfect. Yeah. Felt very dizzy. And <laughs> I got lost on the way home and had to pull over. <laughs> That's a good kiss. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, and... Yeah, I just... I knew I was in love with you. So moving from then to now, yeah, is there something that TJ does that never fails to get you in the mood? Oh, take your clothes off. <laughs> <laughs> we have sex a lot, and it's really fucking awesome. There is a look that Chanel will give me, and it just immediately, <laughs> I like melt. So, ha- like being parents too, you, it's you have to be really stealthy. Like with every part of our relationship, you have to work on it, of course. And that like relying for that spark to happen. No, it's like, you know, what? we need to make out tonight. Let's do it. Okay. It's like if I watch you while you're writing or working, like you get this like really intense focus and you're just really sexy. I'm just like, you need to put that away. <laughs> <laughs> and so where are you two now in your relationship? Oh, we just bought a house. We're engaged. We're... It's been a pretty intense year. It went really fast. And yeah, some of the biggest things I think a couple could go through, like buying a house together is pretty big. And yeah, I started my transition and coming out with that, I, you don't, you don't know with your partner. Like that was my biggest fear and you've been my biggest supporter. And I think if you can get through a year like this, <laughs> it's pretty... Yeah. Uh, do you know what, like, your when you came out, like, so it's actually about a year ago, mm-hmm. and I wasn't surprised. It's not to say that your, like, your gender identity was on the top of my mind, but over the past couple of years, like, just your style and the way you've been dressing and groups you've been involved with have been progressively becoming more masculine. And as that progression has happened, your self-confidence has been noticeably different. And so when TJ gets focused on something you kind of clam up and have a hard time talking about it. And my hearing isn't very good, and they mutter. So we make, we're going to be that couple where I'll be like, what? And you'll be like, (laughs) like, we're already like that. So (laughs) 
So we were, yeah, it was around Christmas time last year and T was acting like really strange and more quiet than usual. So like sometimes we work really hard to be really open about how we're feeling about things. And so yeah, TJ was just being extra introverted and stoic. And I was like, what's going on? Like, what's up? And we're doing the dishes. And you're like, well, I mutter, 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 mutter with the gender identity kind of woven into it. Mutter, mutter, mutter. Like you didn't actually say the words. And so I stopped doing the dishes and I'm like, let's go sit down and talk about this. And I was like, are you trans? And you're like, yeah. And you just like, your whole body just kind of sunk. And I was like, thank God. Like I thought something was wrong. Like I thought that there was something going on with you that was actually a problem. And we sat and talked for about two hours and it was an intense conversation, but there was no, like me not being a part of your life and vice versa. It was not even a question. It was like, well, let's walk through this. Like, how, how are you processing this? And what does transness mean to you? And how can I support you? And we were crying and hugging, but having like a serious discussion about you and how, not how long you've known or how long you've been feeling that you need to transition, but just letting you openly share your thoughts on, on yourself. So that sort of reaction must have been a big relief. Oh, for sure. Yeah. There was a lot of worry. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. my biggest fear because I didn't want to lose Janelle or, or, or even have you think of me differently in a bad way. So there's a lot of fear. I think that's understandable. <laughs> I think it helps just that I was married before as well. So I think there are a lot of things that we've been very conscious about the second time around. <laughs> and just like communicating. And I think we've worked hard to build up trust in each other's partners because there's things in both of our relationships where we recognize that we went wrong or that we're a problem with our partners and we've talked about that and so we have a very equal relationship like, mm-hmm. and that I think that that has made a big difference that equality that we both share and responsibilities and stuff so there's a lot of trust there yeah. and I think that helps a lot if you have that before something like this. <laughs> Being vulnerable is it's it's scary, um, so supporting each other independently and then also parking our egos. There. Sounds to me like you are a very strong team. Yeah, yeah. we work really hard at it. Yeah. <laughs> so who proposed? I did. I knew I needed to, and I wanted to just. I, guess I wanted it to be really special. I it was different. Being, it's the second time around for both of us. So, so it was winter time. It was Valentine's. So I went earlier with my brother-in-law, and he's a really great artsy person. So we went out to where we thought would be a good spot in Horlock Park and planned out what we're gonna do. So I told Janelle I had something really great planned for her, <laughs> and so we got ready. And then I was waiting for like the call to say it was all going. So Janelle was like, ready to get going. And then I'm like, no, we gotta wait. Let's eat here. <laughs> She's like, what is going on? And then I'm like, oh, you gotta, no, we gotta wait again. Back and forth, you just <laughs> didn't know what was wrong with me, I think. And yet, because sometimes you are so adorable and awkward, I didn't actually, it wasn't that un- out of character. 
but I was just like, I want to eat my food. Like, you, but we, I thought we were going on a picnic in the snow because I like winter. And you're like, yeah, but we're eating here. Okay. Halfway through eating, we need to go now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. So we drove down to Horlock Park. And I think it was awkward there too. We were coming from the south side and going over into Horlock Park. And I saw like things were like lit up. I'm like, oh, we're going to go skating or something. And... You're driving in, and of course, when you're driving to Horlock Park, there's a giant parking lot. You're like, oh, I don't know where to park. I'm like, you just passed the parking lot. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? Like, you're being so weird. And then you're kind of like, oh, here's a spot in the middle of the road. And then you kind of like just pulled over and parked. And then I saw like this, like little, like every second tree or something that had been cut down. So on every tree stump, there is a mason jar with candles in it. And it like led down this path. And at first I was just like, what is this? Did you do this? Oh, and I instantly like full on started ugly crying. Like I, <laughs> as like my, my cynical side of me was just like, shut up, enjoy the moment. This is real. And I was like, oh, and I was wearing my glasses at the time and they were fogging up and I couldn't see. And <laughs> yeah. And then, um, they like led to this bench that like overlooked the park and it was really beautiful. Yeah. And then knee. you got down on one knee, and I was, like, full-on, like, losing it. Like, I was, like, a big blubbery mess. And my glasses were fogged up, so I couldn't see anything. <laughs> All I saw was something kind of sparkly, which made me look like, oh, my God! What? <laughs> yeah. So you had no idea? No. No. And even your weirdness <laughs> didn't give it away. It was just like, oh, this is why I do our planning. <laughs> I just felt bad because you seemed so stressed and then I was just like, oh, this, you were extra stressed and that's why. And it was perfect and beautiful and it was very pretty. Mm -hmm. Do you remember what you said? I think I just did the traditional, got down on my, I think I was crying too. So I think it was just kind of like, blah, 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 blah. yeah, and I was like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of estrogen, right? Like a lot of like, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> There's all these people skiing in the background going, what the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and then Nathan and Nova were there and took some photos for us. And mm -hmm. yeah, it was, it was perfect. Yeah. I bored a lot of Mason <laughs> people. So there's a lot of people who knew and were waiting to see. It was mm -hmm. funny. So TJ, what's your favorite memory of Janelle? I don't know. There's so many different things. Just after we got together, we went on a little trip to Calgary. That's a good memory, too. It's been a lot of fun just being really silly on that trip. And Janelle got me tickets to see one of my favorite artists who is never in this part of Canada. So it was really, oh, it's very good, too. And you made up a rap about Anne-Marie. <laughs> we were really drunk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Janelle, you have a favorite memory of TJ? Yeah, um... There's like monumental moments, but I think a lot of them have to do with just like little moments that I witnessed between you and Lucy. It's like walking through and reading with her. You have such a gift of patience. So you have a way of helping her walk through her challenges. Watching you grow as a parent has been really beautiful. So you guys have talked a lot about how you have this open communication with each other. So the big question of the day, do you fart in front of each other? No, we're girls. We don't do that. <laughs> I don't think it's that I'm embarrassed to fart in front of you. I just don't need to. I don't like farting in front of ever anyone. <laughs> so, <laughs> but 
probably do, but accidentally. <laughs> and we don't never talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Janelle, mm-hmm. what was it about TJ that made it clear to you that they were the one? I don't think it was one thing. Just how much I love life with you. Yeah, I I don't know how to answer that. That I'm someone who has has really learned to listen to my my instincts. And there has never once been a moment where I'm like, ugh, am I doing the right thing? Never. You not in my life is not an option. TJ, same question. Well, I guess just before I proposed, I just really sat down and thought about that. Yeah, I felt like I couldn't, I didn't want to not have you in my life. And yeah, just I'd never felt so open and happy with someone and it's a good partnership. I had to put a ring on it. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of The One. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe in iTunes because there are many more love stories to be told. I'd like to thank Jacek Chocolate Couture for spreading joy in the form of chocolates generously provided for my guests today. The music for The One is I Love You Oddly by Rebecca Angel. You can hear more from Rebecca on iTunes or at ReverbNation.com backslash Rebecca Angel. Until next time, here's a quote from Lao Tzu. Being loved deeply by someone gives you strength, while loving someone deeply gives you courage. <laughs>